on fishing, and we're going to be in John chapter 21 in just a little bit. But it's always interesting to me, you know, we look at the 12 disciples, and I don't know what your opinion of them is, but it's, it's interesting to me how that, how that they just didn't get it when Jesus died. And they, didn't, they weren't expecting a resurrection, even though Jesus talked about it. And um, they were disappointed. They were disillusioned. They were uh, discouraged, all the DISs. They were all that. They, 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 it felt like it was some kind of misunderstanding. How could Jesus be dead? And Peter, you know, how many know Peter's the ringleader? Peter says, I don't know what to do. And remember, there's a lot of fear, right? They're locked up in the, in the room and uh, scared to death. What's going on? But one day Peter says, you know what? Let's go fishing. Let's just go fish. When all else fails, go fish. When there's nothing else to do, go fish. When, when, when you're stressed, go fish. I, I'm not much of a fisherman. How, how many here are pretty, pretty you know, fi- yeah, pretty, not many. Wow. Well, do I have to change the topic then? I, you guys just don't relate. Or, um, um, but but I, I, how many have gone fishing at least once in your life? There we go. There we go. <clears throat> Me too. So, so Peter says, let's, let's, you know, sometimes you just need to get away. And, 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 and uh, you know, but when we, read, when we read the text here in just a little bit, it's interesting that while they're going fishing, Jesus is preparing fish. Uh-huh. Interesting. So John 21, we're again reading in, in verse 1, After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias, and in this way he showed himself. Simon Peter, Thomas called the twin, Nathaniel of Canaan and Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, right, sons of thunder, and two others. How would you like to be the two disciples that didn't even get named? Just two more. Simon Peter said to them, I'm going fishing. They said to him, we're going with you also. Be careful what you do because people follow you. They went out and immediately got into the boat, and that night they caught They didn't catch a thing. All night long, professional fishermen. But when the morning had now come, Jesus stood on the shore. Yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Mm -hmm. Then Jesus said to them, children, have you any food? How many know he knew the answer? They answered him, no, been fishing all night. He said to them, cast the net on the right side of the boat. How many know you'll always catch more on the right than on the left? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, that's my political comment for the whole year, okay? okay. <laughs> you don't mind having fun with it, right? And, and you'll find some. So they cast. And now they weren't able to draw it in because of the multitude of fish. So many in the net. They couldn't hardly get it in the boat. They finally just had to just pull it along and pull the net to shore. So there's several things I want to note here about our story. Of course, I'm talking about Peter's story and the apostle's story and Jesus' story. But, you know, sometimes our story starts with failure. Sometimes Jesus shows up when we mess up. Sometimes Jesus shows up when, when we tried everything but nothing's working. 
Come on, church. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes that's the beginning of something great. You know, we're complaining and we're moping around. But you, you got to understand, sometimes our failure is what starts something great in our lives. Our mess up can start something wonderful in our lives. Sometimes we have to have a course correction. So Jesus allows a failure or a mess up or a mistake. Amen. He'll allow us, Father. I mean, not that he wants us to, but once we do it, he says, look, I can use this opportunity. How many believe Jesus can use anything that happens? I'm not encouraging you to mess up. But I'm just saying when we do, isn't it great that God can use it? Sometimes our story starts with failure. Now, what I mean by that is, a few, a few chapters before that, where do we see Peter? We see Peter at a campfire. And it's not his fire. Somebody else started it. You, you know what I'm talking about before Jesus died on the cross. And they're there in the, in, in the, in the area there where they took Jesus. And the Bible says that Peter went and warmed himself by the fire. Be careful what fire you warm yourself at. You don't need to warm yourself at fires that other people make. You need to warm yourself at the fire God makes. And it's at that fire, it's at that campfire where, where Peter denied Christ three times. I don't know the man. I don't know the man. I tell you, I swear on my mama's grave, I don't know the man. Wow. Be careful warming yourself at other people's fires. Listen, sometimes our story starts with nothing. They caught nothing that day. The story started with them not catching anything. They say, oh God, I don't have anything. I'm not worth anything. And God says, that's good. You don't need anything. You don't have to be anybody. You don't have to know anybody. You don't have to have money in the bank. You don't even have to have personality. You don't have to have any special gifts or talents. You don't have to have any ability. Oh, come on, church. I, 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 I've told you this story maybe, uh, it's been quite a few years, but I remember when I first went to Lee College and, you know, all of the preacher students would hang out and they would say, you know what, I'm going to school and, and I, I'm studying to be a preacher, but I don't feel any anointing to preach. I just don't, you know, and they would question their calling. But one thing God spoke to me is, he says, I don't anoint you until I'm ready for you. I didn't really feel an anointing to preach until I stepped in the pulpit. Amen. Amen. You may not feel it when you're preparing. You may not feel like you have anything to offer. You may not feel like you have anything to give. But when you're ready to step into it, that's when well, we walk by faith, not by sight. And when we step in, what God says, take that step. Walk off the cliff first. And as your foot comes down, I'll provide a step. Somebody praise the Lord. Sometimes we got to start with nothing. They caught nothing that day. Wow. Listen, they were so discouraged, they went back to what they knew. And I think we do that sometimes when, when what we want to happen and what's going on in our lives isn't working out. Sometimes we're tempted to kind of go back to Egypt, go back to what's familiar, go back to what we're used to, what we used to do. Huh. But you know what they found out? What they used to do 
didn't work anymore. I almost asked you how many of you have backslid in your life, but I won't ask that. (laughs) But if you've ever experienced that in your life where you kind of went back to what you used to do, have you noticed it didn't work like it used to do? It, it, it didn't work out the way you thought it would work out. And, and you thought, you, you thought oh, I'm going to go back to the good old days. I'm going back to the leeks and onions. I, I want to go back to where I was comfortable, back to where I, I mean, I know how to fish. I don't know how to do this Jesus thing, but I know how to fish. Let's go back. Let's, let's get comfortable. Let's go back and do something that we're used to. And all night long, the professional fishermen caught nothing they fished all night and caught nothing but like i said it isn't interesting that while they caught nothing jesus had fish on the stove i don't know where he got them he may have just said three fish up come on (laughs) well not three i need 12 fish now you 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 and they jumped out and jumped right into the fire i don't know but why, why, you know, it seems like the very thing we're trying to do, if we'd get right with God, God would provide it. Oh, come on, church. Hallelujah. So, so listen to this. Just because you aren't catching anything doesn't mean there aren't any fish out there. Just because you're failing at what you're doing doesn't mean they're not there. Doesn't mean the opportunities aren't there. Doesn't mean the blessings aren't there. It's just a, a timing thing. So just, listen, how many know? Maybe oh, I like this. Maybe the reason they weren't catching any fish is because Jesus had them all schooled. Jesus said, "Y'all come on over here." <laughs> he took them to school. Actually, he took Peter to school. He, he, he gathered all the fish together. And so, so listen, just because nothing's happening in your life now doesn't mean it's the opportunities aren't there. God has them ready. God, Jesus has already caught your fish. <laughs> that one run right over your head. Jesus has already made the provision. He's already caught your fish. You know what else that tells me? That means nobody else can have them. If anyone else is out on the lake, guess what? They didn't catch anything either because Jesus had all the fish. Woo! Isn't it good to know that even when you're not catching them, he won't give them to someone else? Jesus has already caught your fish. So, So what do we need to do? Well, what we need to do is obey what we hear and what we've read. What we've heard, what we've seen, and what we've read. Go back to John 21. We'll start back, in, back on uh, verse 6. He said, cast it in on the right side of the boat. You'll find some. They cast, and now they were able to draw them in because of the multitude of fish. Verse 7. Therefore, that disciple whom Jesus loved, humble John, said to Peter, it is the Lord. Now, when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his outer garment, for he had removed it and plunged into the sea. Sound like Peter? But the other disciples came in the little boat, for they were not far from land, but about 200 cubits, dragging the net with fish. I wonder if Peter just jumped in because he didn't want to do the work. I I don't know. (laughs) Some people are so spiritual, they're of no earthly good, right? Then as soon as they had come to land, they saw the fire of coals there and fish laid on it and bread. So we need to hear, we need to obey what we hear, and we need to cast the net. 
you're, the, the fish aren't going to jump in the boat. You still have to cast the net. Now, now, now notice, notice he said it was a net. I don't know why there's a key on the end of this. It's a sinker, right? How many believe I could cast that out here? And What's the matter? I hadn't been fishing in 10 years. Is that the problem? Boy, that key would really fly, wouldn't it? <laughs> See, when, when, you, when, you, when, when you're fishing with a pole, you're, you're fishing for one fish at a time. But that's not all. See, when, when you're fishing with a pole, you're fishing for a particular fish. In fact, you put the lure, you say, I want to catch bass. So you put, a, you put a lure on there, and all the other types of fish will ignore it, but the bass will bite, right? I, I want some perch. So you, put a, you go into your little box, your little toolbox, little fishing box, tackle box. I know a few things. I'll be better next sermon. <laughs> I'm fresher in the first one, but you're also a guinea pig. <laughs> so you go in your taco box and you get a little. But 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 here's the thing. So so I, this is the way this is the way churches fish nowadays. They put their little white people thing on there, or they put their little black people lure on there. Oh, we, 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 only, we only care about, uh, we only care about, uh, uh, <laughs> Jesus, we only care about uh, Hispanics. Uh, let's just put that out there. Well, we're, we're fishing for people with money. Ah, I got you. Come on, church. But, but, but listen, listen, when you, when you, uh, what am I going to do with all this? So, but listen, when you put a net in, my God, this is a big net. I got a bite. When you fish with a net, come on, church, you don't just get a lot of fish. You get all kinds of fish. You get black fish and white fish and brown fish and rich fish and poor fish and males and females and young and old and all kinds of ages and, and, and all kinds of people and all kinds of problems and all kinds of situations. We need to fish with the net and say, God, you just said whoever you want. Can I preach to the church for a minute? Whew. There's too many. They say that the, 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 the morning church hour is the most segregated hour in the country. It's when everybody just gets in their own. I only want to be with people like me. Who said you're all that? Jesus, help us. I don't have a lot of breath today. Y'all praying for me. We need to put that net in and say, God, big yellow, big yellow, big small, Jesus. I'm going to drag my net. Whatever it is, whatever it is, Lord. I know sometimes the staff, we laugh and we say, why, why do we attract every nut? And you know why we attract everybody? Because we love everybody. Because we're willing to forgive everybody. Because we don't care what you look like, sound like, where you've been, where you're going, what you're wearing, what you smell like. 
what color you are, how much money you have. We could care less if you can walk or roll through those front doors. We're going to embrace you and love you. You're in, if you're in the net, if you're in the net, we're going to minister to you. Come on, praise him really good right now. Amen. Woo! Did I break my key? What did I do? I pushed the button. I'm sorry. Fix this later, will you, brother? I'm done with it. I'm done with it. This is why I don't do illustrations. They always go wrong with me. Jesus, help us. So, 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 watch this. So, John recognized Jesus. He said, it's Jesus. Now, Peter put his coat on. I don't know why you put clothes on when you jump in the lake, but he puts his coat on and jumps in the lake. In other words, John got a revelation, but Peter jumped. A lot of times people get revelations and they talk about how spiritual they are. Oh, you should see what I see. But are you doing anything with what you're seeing? It's one thing to get a revelation, but you know what? John got a revelation, but John didn't jump. It's time we jump. Amen. Whether you, whether you get the revelation or someone else gets the revelation, how many of you are willing to jump? Let's get out of the boat, in the water, and let's say, I'll be the first one there. I'll be the first one to hit the altar. I'll be the first one to love on that one. I'll be the first one to do this or that. Amen. It's time to jump. It's time to jump and not just get a revelation. Somebody praise him in the house. Amen. Come on, give him a crazy praise real quick. Woo! Jesus, help us. Hallelujah. Sometimes, my God, sometimes we need to swim away from the blessing and just go to Jesus. See, he left the fish and went after Jesus. It's not always about the blessings, saints. Sometimes you have to be willing to leave the blessing and swim to shore. And let's, let's go to Jesus, because it's more important to have Jesus than it is the fish. Now, they didn't let the fish go. They're like, I don't know where, oh, there goes Peter again. And they're dragging the net. But Peter got that good part of Jesus. He got that good part because unknown, I guess, to the other disciples is Jesus was on the shore, and the very thing they were looking for was not only caught, but scaled, gutted, and on the, and ready to eat. Ready to eat. Wow. You know, Peter put that coat on. You know what that means to me? That means no matter what, if you'll come to Jesus, he'll cover you. Jump in that cold water, but he'll cover you. May not be able to swim very well, but he'll cover you. Ah, I got a ways to go, but he's going to cover you. If you'll jump, he'll cover you. So after dinner, Jesus had a fireside chat with Peter. How do you remember the last fireside chat? The last time he was at a fire, he denied Christ. He said, what's going on there? I think Jesus is bringing him back to the campfire. 
He's bringing them back to the campfire and he said, look, last time you were here, you denied me and you were at a fire someone else lit. That's strange fire. We don't need to be around strange fire. Oh, that's a whole nother sermon. But Jesus says, I lit this fire. I lit this fire. Come on, get warm, dry out, eat some fish. He took him from a man-made fire where he failed to a Holy Ghost fire where he succeeded. Verse 15, if we want to pick up the story, just a couple verses here. So when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? All those fish lying on the shore. He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, feed my lambs. He said to him again a second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, tend my sheep. Mm. Mm. He said to, to him the third time, Simon, son of Jonah, <clears throat> do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. And you know what happened then? He gave him a commission and a mission. If you love me, go feed, feed my people, shepherd my people, love my people. Church, I, that's the great commission. What else, what else does he want from you? We get, we get all caught up in all kinds of weird stuff, but really when it comes down to it, do you really love everyone to the point where you're willing to help everyone? Or do you just have your favorite sheep? Or do you only help people who can help you? How do I know I really love people? When, listen, when you love on and help people who can do nothing for you, then maybe you've taken, you've taken the big step. When you get to the place where you know there's no return, they're not inviting you back. If you give them 20 bucks, you'll never see it again. If you help them up the ladder, they can't, they're not going to help you. They can't. They have no resources. But I'm here to tell you, that's where this comes in. Feed my sheep. Shepherd my flock. Do you love me more than these? Do you love him more than all the blessings? Worship team, come on. Do, do you love me? Oh, God. Anybody feeling this? I know this is one of those messages where you're not shouting and running the aisles. It's not about blessing you as much as getting you to Jesus. Whatever your need today, do you love him more than that? Father, I need a blessing. I need a financial. I need this. I need that. But, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But do you love him more than that? I, I wonder if that's what gets the blessing. I wonder if loving him, jumping in, I wonder if I wonder if jumping in is what gets us to the fire and gets us to the fish and gets us to the blessing. Would you stand with me? Praise God. Oh Lord, you're so precious. Do you love me more than these? Communion team, come on. As you gather around the table this morning, listen, as you gather around the table this morning, 
Will you answer the question, do you love him more than these? And my question to you is, are you going to stay in the boat or are you ready to jump? Come on, how many are ready to jump? Get out of the safe place and jump. Get out of your secure place and jump. Get out of your comfort zone and jump. What what are your talents? What are your abilities? Are Are you finally ready to get out of the boat and jump and come to Jesus with everything you got in you and say, God, Jesus, I love you more than all, more than houses, more than lands. I love you more than all these. Matthew 19. I know I jumped around. If you could go back to me. Matthew 19, verse 27. It says, Peter asked him, he said, Sir, we've left all and followed you. Therefore, what's in it for me? I mean, what's... Jesus said to him, Surely I say to you that in the regeneration when the Son of Man sits on the throne of his glory, you who have followed me will also sit on 12 thrones judging the 12 tribes of Israel. Whoa! That's pretty cool. How many know there's a, there's a reward waiting for us in heaven? But watch this. And everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands, for my name's sake, shall receive a hundredfold in this life, in this life. Some of the other versions point that out. In this life and inherit eternal life. If I had the time this morning, I could go back over almost 50 years now and and talk about how I, I took Gloria out of her home in Virginia, away from family, a tight family, moved her to Tennessee, and then uprooted her again, came to Ohio. She, she still thinks we're leaving any day now. said, you'll never stay. Gloria, it's been 39 years. I think I've made a point. But we've, you know, I left home when I was 18, and I've never lived, never lived there again. Saw my parents once a year all my life, once a year all my life. Gloria would see hers once a year. My kids grew up. They'd see their cousins once a year or And on my side, every other year, they'd see their cousins, maybe. We left good jobs, good-paying jobs. We had a house in Virginia. We just just left it all and said, let's just follow Jesus. And I'm not saying that for you to, you know, give me a pat on the back. I've got my reward. Because Jesus says if you leave all that, come on. I'll bless you in this life. Say that with me. In this life. A hundredfold. And I'm here, Greg, I'm here to testify. He has done exactly that. I, 
it's more than a hundredfold. Yeah, we had to give up some things, and it's been hard to see parents die. We, we lost three parents in one year. <laughs> and then we were orphans. Some of you know the feeling. But through it all, remember that old song, Through It All? I've learned to trust in Jesus. Oh, what a mighty God we serve. Well, a hundredfold. In this life, it's worth it, church. It's worth following Jesus. It's worth jumping and getting in this thing. It's not enough to just show up on Sunday. Let's get out of the boat. Let's do something great for God. Father, we love you today. I love you. You've been so good to me. I wish I had hours just to testify of the times you've blessed and the times you took care of me. I took care of my children that are hundreds of miles away now and my grandchildren. you You've done it every day, every hour of the day. What favor you've given me. It's a small price to pay. Father, get a hold of somebody's heart. They know what they should be doing for Jesus. And get them out of the boat. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.